Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday, and this is the fourth week since the Epiphany. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 2, beginning this morning at verse 26. Moses continues, So I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kedemoth to King Sion of Heshbon with the following terms of peace. If you let me pass through your land, I will travel only along the road. I will turn aside neither to the right nor to the left. You shall sell me food for money, so that I may eat, and supply me water for money, so that I may drink. Only allow me to pass through on foot, just as the descendants of Esau who live in Seir have done for me, and likewise the Moabites who live in Ar, until I cross the Jordan into the land that the Lord our God is giving us. The king Sihon of Heshbon was not willing to let us pass through, for the Lord your God had hardened his spirit and made his heart defiant in order to hand him over to you, as he has now done. The Lord said to me, See, I have begun to give Sion and his land over to you. Begin now to take possession of his land. So when Sion came out against us, he and all his people for battle at Jahaz, the Lord our God gave him over to us, and we struck him down, along with his offspring and all his people. At that time we captured all his towns, and in each town we utterly destroyed men, women, and children. We left not a single survivor. Only the livestock we kept as spoil for ourselves, as well as the plunder of the towns that we had captured. From Ararir to the edge of the Wadi Arnon, including the town that is in the Wadi itself, as far as Gilead, there was no citadel too high for us. The Lord our God gave everything to us. You did not encroach, however, on the land of the Ammonites, avoiding the whole upper region of the Wadi Jabbok, as well as the towns in the hill country, just as the Lord our God has charged.
The Bible shows and tells us how God is alive, very interested, and very active in the world, especially when it comes to the lives of God's people. When we read a passage from the Bible, it is always helpful for us to ask, what is God doing? And when we make a habit of asking that question of Scripture, then the Uh, We might make a habit of asking that same question as we reflect on what's going on in the world around us and in our lives as part of the life of God's people here and now. And when we answer that kind of question about what God is doing in the world, we, we can't just make up anything that sounds good or feels good to us, and neither can we be content with that first answer, that quick answer that seems to come. Sometimes the most obvious answer uh, might be right, but we also must faithfully and prayerfully question and probe those answers so that God can show us more deeply God's own heart, God's own care, God's own action in this world. In this section, this morning, we learn that God has hardened the heart and the spirit of King Sion so that he would refuse Moses' request for safe passage, attack Israel, and in the process be destroyed, giving Israel... King Sion's land, as part of their promised possession. On one hand, it seems easy to understand that God is giving Israel this land as a place to settle. That was the promise that was made to Abraham. That's been before us this whole entire time since they left Mount Sinai. But on the other hand, the land that they're going into is not empty or unoccupied. God is destroying King Sion and his people. Maybe what's a little bit even more troubling than that is that God is hardening King Sion's heart so that he will act in a way that leads to his own destruction. So what are we to make of all of that? Well, this is just the beginning of this process of taking possession of this land. So for right now, I'm just going to say we don't know really what to make of all of this. But we're going to do some thinking and praying about this. We're going to keep asking that question, keep poking around and and praying that God shows us as we go along some deeper answer. Something else will be revealed to us that shows us God's own heart, God's own reason, God's own activity in the world. For now, though, it was probably enough for us to simply remember that Israel is not fighting or acting according to their own strength, power, ability, strategy, wisdom. And as far as Israel is concerned, it does not act, at least in this case, as some kind of aggressive conqueror. It is simply following the command of the Lord who has opened up this gift for them. This is not like the expansion of one of the great empires of the world. This is something else, something that comes from God's own will and purposes, not only for the people, but also for the land itself. The entire movement into the land is led, directed, and executed by the Lord. Remember that the previous generation turned back because they considered their own power and they knew that they were unable to take this land on their own strength. And at the same time, they did not trust that God would act for them in the same way that God had acted for them in Egypt. So discerning God's work in the world can be tricky and confusing too, especially when we consider our own strengths and look at our own shortcomings. 
But we are also reminded that God is still alive and present and working and dwelling in and among our lives and out working in this world. God's work may be surprising to us. God is never surprised. And since God knows us so well, nothing about us, the way we act or behave, surprises the Lord. But God also stands by, ready to hear our prayers and to answer them in a way that can change everything for us. Perhaps one of the greatest gifts that God gives us in Christ through the gift of the Holy Spirit is a, is a heart that is open, that is open to hearing and seeing and receiving God's word and responding to God's commands, to receive God's offer of peace and friendship when it is offered. What might have been different in this story had King Sion acted out of character for him and simply humbly welcomed? and showed hospitality to Moses and to Israel as they entered into the land where his people were dwelling? Or is that kind of change just simply impossible for human beings who have come to power, sustain their lives, and die by violence? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel, You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness for the communion of faith within your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, and for people who live in countries divided or ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, for those who are sick and those who care for them, for those who mourn and those who comfort them for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray this morning? 
almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.